Welcome to Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield. This episode is sponsored by Mayfield Counseling Centers, helping you find clarity, hope, and purpose. Call us at 719-452-4803. Here's your host, Trevor Sherry. This is another really exciting episode <laughs> for me because uh, we are going to talk about the art of gift giving. Uh, and it is an art form, which means that it takes continuous practice and it takes skill and it's something that we develop at and work to grow in. And it takes a willingness and a want to do so. And sometimes <laughs> it involves literal art. Yes. right. <laughs> yeah. um, we want to talk about this topic, especially after last week's conversation about the five love languages uh, and with Christmas coming up soon. So what does it look like to get a gift or make a gift, give a gift to someone that is meaningful and insightful into your relationship with them and who they are as a person? And I want to put a caveat out there uh, that uh, when we do this and we're going to talk about this, it's about what the other person's going to get out of it, not accolades or what you're going to get out of it. Absolutely. I think there's that misconception sometimes that we give a gift to get a reaction so we feel good about ourselves. And we're not talking about that right now. We're talking yeah. about the genuine desire to care for the other person because they are somebody that you love and care for. And you want this to be a special interaction for them, Yep. Uh, not about you getting those accolades. And I think that's the reason I say that is there's a misconception out there that when somebody spends time putting a gift together to give to somebody, they're expecting a, uh, you know, oh, you're so wonderful and awesome. That's not what it's about at all. Right. For those that love to give gifts, it's truly and implicitly about the other person. So take this episode as an answer to your questions of, I don't know what to get that person. Uh, we want to be able to help you and equip you because this is a powerful aspect of relationship. Uh, in order to give a good gift, in my opinion – we really have to know the other person and put thought into it. Because anybody can go out and buy, well, not anybody can go out and buy a Ferrari for somebody. But that is a gift that anybody can think of for anybody. Uh, however, surprisingly enough, I don't think the Ferrari is as meaningful as some of the other gifts that we can give at times. So step one, when we are talking about this, Dr. Mayfield, where do you think we should begin when we start the process of getting a gift for someone. I think you need to go back and listen to episodes one, two, three, four. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the relationship piece, right? I mean, I think, you know, and, and a clear example is knowing who the person is, what they like and don't like, uh, and maybe even going beyond that to uh, maybe they've not said what they like and don't like, but you know them well enough that maybe they'd like this. And it's something that they've never been given before and let's try it. Just thinking about, you know, the gifts that you rallied together for my birthday a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have thought about getting those things for myself. And yet you know me well enough that you knew that those were going to be, you know, uh, impactful and, and, and I love them. Yeah. Right. You know, but something that I wouldn't have gone, oh, I'm going to go look and, and, and buy this. Right. Um, but, it, but it was so meaningful because you knew me so well that. Which what I hear from that is don't just go to their Amazon list. No. Uh, well, that may be a good way to give that's, a that's gift a if you're totally lost. Opinion. Yeah. Um, even when you go through the Amazon list, you can pick out just about anything. Right. And they may be happy with that. But 
I think something that distinguishes a good gift from an amazing gift is that it is unique to your relationship with that person. And so you can look back on conversations you've had with that person. What was the broad context? What were some things that you repeatedly talk about? And it doesn't have to cost money. This is where I want people to hear this. A gift that is meaningful beyond maybe what words can put to it doesn't have to cost ten thousand dollars, four thousand yeah. dollars, even twenty dollars. Some of the most meaningful gifts I've ever received were something that somebody handmade or put together, uh, even if it was a, a framed saying or a note or a card, because they knew where I was at that time and it yeah. meant something. It doesn't have. To, that's where I get caught up sometimes. Like. It's not this tit for tat. Well, I give you, you got me something that was $75. I got to make sure I get something that's $75. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there is this really cool opportunity that we have in gift giving uh, to speak to the love languages that a person is most sensitive to. Yes. And so if you know that a person this is an easy one. If you know that their main love language is words of affirmation, I mean, just write them a letter, write them something that is really meaningful. I know that my wife has done a few things. Uh, she's a really excellent gift giver. And, uh, before our wedding, she was writing out prayers for our marriage and gave that to me in this notebook. And that was so meaningful because she had put a lot of time into it. She had put a lot of thought into it. It was really specific to her and I, and that was the meaning, and it spoke to that love language of words of affirmation cost her nothing. Yeah. But time. Absolutely. And so somebody's like a, a quality time person, you know, instead of giving them uh, a radio-controlled car or a, you know, maybe do a shared spa day or you know, take them on a trip or, you know, if, especially if it's a spouse. Yeah. Do something that's experiential because that's quality time. You know, a... a, a an item may not do what it needs, but a, a an experience will knock it out of the park. Absolutely. And uh, I am not a fan of coupons for, um, wait, the Sheldon coupons from no. big, big bang theory. I, hate them. I think it's a, I think that's another one of those cop outs. <laughs> However, what you can do is you can say, Hey, tell me when I want to come and I want to clean your room or I want to clean the house or I want to do the dishes or I want to change your oil or that's the acts of service. And so you're saying don't don't put it on a coupon. That's so cheesy and just awful. But you can write it in a letter or just say it to the person and say or or even just, you know, if say you're changing the person's oil, that's something that they don't like to do. They don't like to pay for it. They don't like they hate it. So you say I'm going to change their oil. So buy the oil filter that they need wrap it up in a box, give it to them and say, hey, this is for when your next oil change comes up. I'm going to do it for you. Just let me know. Right. And that speaks volumes. And it's creative. It's creative. It's fun. It, and it also says, hey, when you were saying that you hate to change your oil. I was listening. I was listening. Yeah. So what do you do? So, I mean, this is good, but what do you, in your opinion, what do you do maybe with a, a friend or a family member uh, that doesn't receive those types of things well. So let's say, you know, I put a lot of thought and effort into this gift for you uh, and I gave it to you, but for some reason it offended you or, 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 or you took sure. it like, well, you're trying to outdo me or they just don't get it. Like sure. how do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think that happens a lot, right? Uh, 
oh man, that looks expensive. I only got you, you know, or they're ashamed or they're frustrated or. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, um, in my opinion, can come out of our own insecurities. Sure. Uh, And from my own life experience, I know that the love language of gifts of service, which I mentioned in our last week's podcast, sometimes it's really hard for me to receive gifts because I feel like I don't deserve it or I feel like I can't return the favor, right. that kind of thing. And so I think some of it comes out of that and being sensitive to the motivation behind that. And also sometimes people just need to be lavished on. And so I see nothing wrong with lavishing on gifts in a moment. Now this isn't continuously like for months and months on no. end, because I would call that spoiling and that's not a good thing. Right. You know, it's like from the word spoil of <laughs> right. spoiled Makes food. It sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that there is beauty in being able to love on somebody in an extravagant way. And even if they don't receive it, you have the um you get the benefit of knowing that you were able to lavishly love somebody and give gifts to them uh in a way that maybe they haven't experienced before. And if they take it the wrong way it's not because you've not done it in a way that it, i mean that's where you have to go back to your own motivation are you doing it to get sure. a reaction sure or are you doing it because you genuinely care and love that person and if that's the motivation and they don't receive it well in some ways it's not your responsibility right totally yeah and we we talk about this all the time we're not responsible for other people we're responsible for ourselves. I can't control the feelings that you're having. I can't control my feeling. Well, I can control my reaction to my feelings. <laughs> right. Um, and and maybe you find out something about that person in that relationship that you didn't know before. Sure. Because it can go either way. It can be, this was too much and now I feel really uncomfortable. Or, wow, I didn't know you loved me so much. Or I didn't know you were really paying attention that much. And either way, you learn something. Totally. Right. I think one of the things that we've done in our family uh, is that we've kind of strayed away from gifts, but have done more shareable things. So, and I love that, right? Because it's, uh, we're going to bring a meal and our favorite game or a meal and our favorite movie, something that maybe they haven't experienced because of where they live in the country or something like that. Right. And that'll be our night. And we're going to you know come around the table and we're going to have fellowship and it's an experience. And, and in some ways it takes the pressure off if there's somebody in the family that doesn't feel like they can either measure up or live up, it's the it's the uh, insecurity piece, right? So it kind of levels the playing field. Uh, but in my relationship with my wife, like we love giving each other gifts. We love uh, planning out and thinking through and not outdoing each other, although that kind of sometimes – In comes, my marriage, at least, that's like it, what happens. Right, it comes to it. But just going, I want to be able to love on yeah. my wife in a way that maybe – She's not experienced before because my wife is definitely, she's probably one of the coolest gift givers I've ever met because she puts so much, I mean, she painstakingly puts time and effort into the gifts that she gives because she cares about the people so much. I think want to go into this just a little bit more of reflecting on the relationship. Sure. So how can we do that in a way that informs gift giving or a memento of the relationship? What are a few things to look for? You gotta listen. You've mentioned that already, right? I'm listening to somebody complain about oil changes, and oh, there's a creative kind of fun gift, but it takes that pressure away from them, and they don't, you know. So you're listening to what's being said, but also what's not being said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're leaning in. 
I think the hardest people to buy for sometimes if you're kind of forced into a gift giving situation, is somebody you don't know very well. Oh, absolutely. Because you're like, well, you know, in those situations, I'm like, well, I'd take a $50 gift card someplace. Like I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And then I can decide. Right. But that's, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Uh, to me, that takes the fun out of the gift giving process. Yeah. Here's a Starbucks gift card or a Visa gift card. So it's that relationship piece, uh, listening to what's between the lines. Um, but I, but I think the hard part for me at least is taking the the selfishness out of it mm-hmm. uh, and putting it back on the person that I'm buying the gift yeah. for. But what do you think? I think I totally agree. I think that's absolutely what we have to do. As you were talking about that, I actually thought about um, the moment when you do get somebody in a gift exchange who you don't know. And I've had this situation a couple times, and being able to pick out some similarities between us. So I had one of our interns uh, last year for a Christmas gift exchange. Didn't know him very well. Probably had one or two conversations with him total, all work-related. But I knew that he was an intern. He was a dad. He was studying counseling. Um, and so I went with a few of my th- the things in my life that I really appreciate in those worlds. And so I got him uh, my favorite book on counseling. Uh, and wrote a little letter about like, hey, I don't know if you have this, but this is a really impactful gift and I've appreciated seeing your work in this. So trying to find some common ground and then allowing my influence to influ- to get into the gift, which can sometimes be really meaningful because now, you know, if somebody gives me, um, let's just say they sell bananas on the side of the road and that's like their career and their passion. And so they know that I really love nerdy stuff. And so they give me a bushel of bananas that all have different nerdy art pieces on it. That would be something that's really unique to that relationship. He he paid attention to something that I liked and uh, this is something that he does. And that's a really silly example. Uh, but that gift has a lot of meaning now because I know that this is his passion and he's incorporating my passion into it. I'm going to get you a bushel of bananas for oh, Christmas with nerdy things on it. No. I don't know why that's the first <laughs> thing that comes to mind. No, and I think you're right. And it's in a culture that is me-centric, right? What can I get out of it? This takes that focus off. Definitely. Um, and it's interesting. We tried something one year. I don't know if it was our family. I don't, maybe I'm projecting onto something. but. <laughs> Uh, this idea that you know you bought a goat in a person's name for a family that couldn't afford something in Africa mm. or those kinds of things. Yeah, um, those are you know if that's your passion, taking care of the widow, the orphan, or you know yeah. those kinds of, that's a that's a cool way of saying hey, in your name I donated this. Uh, but in a me centric yeah. society where it's about what can I get, what can I get, what can I get, those things get lost on people. Yeah, uh, and so it's it's interesting uh, as we approach this year, and it goes. I think it, this this dovetails nicely into our conversation about uh, what do you do with family and holidays and that yeah. kind of stuff of uh, it has to not be about you. Right. Uh, and what you're going to get out of it. That could be a secondary gain, yep. but it's not the, shouldn't be the primary. Let's talk a little bit about receiving gifts. Um, cause, cause I think, I mean, I feel like I have a much better grasp of how to give a good gift now uh, that I'm thinking about it. But we did mention earlier on in the show, sometimes we're not the best at receiving gifts. And maybe it comes from, I was expecting more, or you gave too much, or me, 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 me. 
Yes, and I think it's about the confidence in who we are as an individual. Uh, and I think a lot of times there's that uh, pride that goes into it. And so we try to like balance that out with humility, which is a false sense of humility, which is just pride. Yep. And so instead of, you know, this is just receiving like a, receiving a compliment. Hey, you look really nice today. Oh, thanks. And moving on. Yep. Go instead of going, well, you know, my hair is a little bit and I, <laughs> you know, and you have people that do that, right? Deflecting, deflecting the compliment. Same thing with the gift. I think we deflect gifts. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've had to learn, man, this is really awesome. You know, and I'm not, I'm not this crazy, happy-go-lucky, you know, expressive guy to begin with, but I try to put, you know, in that sense going, wow, you put a lot of time and effort into this. I really appreciate that. But I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to jump up and down. Because that's not you. It's not me. But there's, I think sometimes we, there's others that expect that. But, but in that sense of just how do I genuinely show my appreciation for the person's time and effort and the yeah. thought into what they got me. Yeah. And yeah. recognize it's not a tit for tat kind of thing. No, it sh- at least it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. Um, unless it's a gift exchange, <laughs> it shouldn't be. I'm giving you this for that. And even in a gift exchange, it's a, I'm giving you this because I want to. Right. And I think we miss that sometimes. And, and you reminded me like, go back and listen to the humility episode. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's the spectrum of pride to self-deprecation. And I think this really comes out around the holidays because for some reason, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Dr. Mayfield, receiving a gift has something to do with our worth and our value. Oh, it does. And I think it's in this day and age, it's linked to status. Hmm. And that's, that's totally wrong because you think about, uh, and let's say you have a family of five siblings because um, you don't have that many. I'm trying to pick a, just a generic family here. Yeah. Let's say you have five siblings, and one fam- one of the family members is you know a, a um, senator, and then another one is a nonprofit leader, and another one is a stay-at-home mom, and another one is a pastor, and another one is a Wall, tra- Wall Street you know uh, investment trader or whatever. Uh, their status with that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times in a family, we go, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom and you're a Wall Street trader. Let's not exchange gifts because I'm not going to measure up to what you're going to get me. And it, and it's, again, it's that sense of pride and false humility where, uh, but what if what if this Wall Street tr- trader just made you know, $2.7 million on a sale and they want to take care of their family and they want to bless their family? Yeah. It's... it's uh, there, you have to be paying attention to those dynamics. Now, if the Wall Street trader wanted to do that because look at me, I just got this right. money. Well, no, that that then yeah, I can understand the dynamics of the family. But if we're just talking about just a healthy family in general, you know, we have to take away that status, you know, of the way the world looks. Well, you're just a stay-at-home mom. No, no, no. There's no just there. Right. There's a lot of sacrifice and un, uh, you know, the, uh, unappreciated time. Or you're just a Wall Street trader. Well, no, they're, they're not equal and they shouldn't be equal. They shouldn't be compared to each other. Um, but we do that all the time. Yeah. We live in a constant mindset of comparison. And then when contrast happens, we start decaying. Yes. It's just how we operate. And if we can get out of that mindset, I think that makes this a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, because now we can take away some of the ex- excess stuff. And I can look at this person and I can say, 
I really like this about them. I know this about them. We have this kind of relationship. I'm going to give them a gift that's really meaningful. And it ends at that. Yes. Because that's where it can end. We don't have to go into the because of this and because of that. And I hope they feel this way. And I hope they react this way. And I hope that they think about me this way. And, um, and I think, you know, we see this um, in all sorts of relationships of we talked in the singleness episode where we have a lot of transactional relationships nowadays uh, where if I'm going to give you a gift, I'm expecting something in return. Well, and I think that's where we also, as the gift receiver, if we're uncomfortable, okay, what is that saying about me? Mm -hmm. But then go, wow, I wonder what time of, what what kind of thought and time and effort was put into that gift for me. Wow. That's more, in some ways, that's even more, important than the actual gift itself. Yeah. Like you spent the last two months trying to figure out the best gift for me, man, you love me. Yeah. Like you care about me. What? 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 You know, and we, and we, and we don't do that. Uh, we don't assume the best of each other. Like we should, we, we, we tend to make these, um, uh, blanket assumptions about people. Yeah. Um, that if we were to really slow down, we'd be like, Oh, yeah. Wow. They, they, they care a lot. Yeah, definitely. I want to end this episode just letting you know, if nobody else has told you this or you haven't heard it anywhere else, you are worthy of love mm-hmm. and you are loved. And I hope that you can sit with that, that gift of words, and that you can use that same language and use that same thought to give a gift that's really meaningful to somebody this holiday season and to explore yourself, explore what's going on inside of you as you're giving gifts and as you're planning this out. And hopefully, hopefully <laughs> this episode helped you get unstuck from that. Uh, what do I get for this person uh, place of this holiday season? Or it made you more stuck and then you can just go call a counselor and we yeah. can walk with you through this. But that's okay. Either way. We can good. do that in counseling. Yeah, sounds good yeah. to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's a multimodal kind of field. We can do it. But if you have any questions, email us at candid at mayfieldcounseling.com and uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we appreciate you listening. Thank you for joining Candid Conversations. If you would like more information, go to mayfieldcounseling.com slash candidconversations and check out our Facebook page, Candid Conversations with Dr. Mayfield.